0: go hi Rhonda hi I'm really
1: excited Erin and everyone listening I just that was just really loud my I'm sorry uh, I'm sorry if that blew out your
0: eardrums I'm not I Um, wanted to exuberantly invite you (laughs) to November and if you can't handle my excitement at your presence (laughs) then, then I'm offended
1: my high was really loud. That was what I was oh, commenting on. Not yours. No, but see. I just, that's a... I saw, <laughs> I saw the little sound bar thingy, like, jump.
0: <laughs> I think that's <laughs> I a like, commentary, oh, no. though, on where we both are as people. Like, you are, like, aware of how you affect other people. And I'm just like, take it. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Oh,
1: maybe. Yeah. At. Anyway. Well, hello, Hi. friends. We are back. We took. We took a break for a week. We did, cause you
0: know we needed it. Uh-huh. We did, and this was our way rougher, like transition into winter. I think, like oh yes. one day it was just winter, and I think it affected all. It was of just us. oh
1: hello, winter, winter has come. Hello, <laughs> you are here now. Uh, yes, um, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yes, and we, you know, for November um we have uh a very a very important work to discuss
0: yeah Mm -hmm. no this this has formed most of my beliefs about the world yes about my womanhood about my my
1: worldview my ideology about what a window is (laughs) what a window is
0: a chicken casserole yes Mm-hmm. We are talking about, oh, I'm going to mess it up. How do you even, <laughs> we are talking about the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window, yes. which is very difficult.
1: You just like, you can, I love that you can just tell from the title that this is something that yeah. is not taking itself seriously.
0: Because we've all seen those bestseller paperbacks. Yeah
1: like we we all know from this title exactly yeah. what this is going to be. Yes. But before before we talk about the topics and items um Erin. <laughs> yes. What are you watching? What am I
0: watching? I've been watched I finished re- What have you been watching lately? I finished Reboot, which I loved. <gasps> um the the last um the last episode the last scene of the last episode like broke my soul in a way i just mm. i i'm not going to give it away i promise but it just it kind of it's just one of those good good comedy shows that also has mm-hmm. is about a thing and i really it's i about really a like thing. it um and I like I love the way that Keegan Michael Key and Judy Greer have like built their relationship. It's like, it's so detailed, like, and it's such an accurate portrayal of two people who used to like love each other, you know, and kind of them mm. finding their ways. Anyway, and then I, oh, I tried to watch that new show Blockbuster too oh yeah and i felt as th- i haven't seen the second episode but i felt as if the pilot <laughs> were finding its way and i'm excited about it but it felt very uh-huh. much like a pilot um yes yeah what about you what have you been watching yes i also
1: watched the entirety of blockbuster okay. <laughs> the first season um as i was lying sick on the couch um the other day yeah <laughs> um Yeah, and I was kind of, like, honestly, I was kind of drifting in and out of sleep, like, in the middle part there. (laughs) But I did think that it, um, you're very right about the pilot. Like, it is very much a pilot. Um, it, like, it doesn't know what it wants to be in that first episode, which is kind of strange, I think, for, you know, like, for these streaming shows that only have, like, 10 episode seasons, yeah, we're used to seeing them be much tighter and much more cohesive, like, from the get-go right. because of the way that they're planned out and the way that they're made. So I thought it was odd that this first episode would, seemed so disjointed yeah. because, like, it does get... Like it does get better. Like it does get more. It does find its way more in the in the later episodes. I'm sure. Um, you know. Yeah, but you know, and it still was not like. I mean, it, it was enjoyable. Yeah, is what I would say of it. Like it wasn't like, oh, this is the next you know great sitcom or right. anything. But it was enjoyable.
0: Yeah. I also wondered a bit about how their creative process was because I felt mm-hmm. two incredible actors, you know, are, are yes. leading it. And such, well, the whole cast is great. incredible. Um, and I, I kind of felt that from all of them that they didn't have a leader, you know, I kind of, mm. I felt in their performances even like that they weren't, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I felt like they were kind of unsure of where the project was going as well. I don't know. It was, it just mm. kind of felt uncertain. Maybe. Um, yeah. But, like, one of them was in the original Broadway cast of In the Heights with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, I just, I'm so excited to continue the journey, I will say. Yes. Mm. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, love to see Randall oh Park in anything. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, is it Melissa,
0: Fum- Melissa, Fumero? Yeah. is that her? Yes. From Brooklyn nine, nine. She was another one yeah. where I just felt like she's great. in that pilot. Um, her character was a little uh, un like tied to anything, you know? Like I just, yeah. The
1: characters are a little underdeveloped in the, in the yeah. pilot for sure.
0: Yeah. I also just kept thinking of Randall Park in always be my maybe, Um, I know when he's in his little band I whenever I see him I think of the little hop he does when he's in his band when he gets really like into the music (laughs) just because I think that's the most adorable thing I've ever I love him but anyway yeah did you any other like I think I probably asked you this before but do you have an oh no I think we went over my sick day go-to's because I was sick the other week Uh what are your sick day go-to's what do you have to watch when you're sick Gilmore Girls. Uh Uh-huh, sure. Um,
1: (laughs) um, I think I've mentioned before that, like, my, like, often, not always, but often my go-to sick day movie is The Princess Bride. Yes, Um, yes. Like, it's my favorite movie. It's been my sick day movie since I was, like, in middle school, I think, because, like, the... um. Uh, Fred Savage the little boy Uh is is sick in the movie
0: sure yeah yeah
1: (laughs) so like that was what I like maybe even earlier than middle school maybe even like late elementary school (laughs) if i was staying home for the day I would I would watch Princess Bride um what are what other things what else did I what else have, have I been watching lately um well, last night I watched the Korn- the Cornacki camp.
0: Aha. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Um. Yeah. Midterm elections. That's yeah. That's still happening. It's and I just learned recently that in California they call this election season uh-huh. because of the result. Like you don't get election results yeah. very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, that's pretty much true of like a lot of the rest of the country sure. um like we're still counting mail-in ballots and what have you but yeah yeah so yeah i watched that yeah. <laughs> um and i am still in my game of thrones rewatch ah
0: uh, how's that going
1: yeah um well you know <laughs> uh-huh Tyrion has made it to Uh, Daenerys. uh Uh-huh. Now. So... So there we go. So I'm almost
0: done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Only a few... Only a few more. Because, like...
1: Yeah, because, like, after... Like after Daenerys sails to Westeros, the show ended. So, so it was a really there was no more show after really
0: that. An abrupt ending there, and, yeah, yeah,
1: but you know, like she's coming home. Yeah, to mm-hmm.
0: yeah, lots of home. So yeah. you
1: know, I think it's a fitting ending. So I'm excited to Good. watch that ending.
0: <laughs> Good, yeah,
1: yeah excited to get there
0: i got to return to wheel of time not the movie or not the show but the book and that's been really fun i took about a year's break uh Uh i read all i read three the first three that some say is can can be counted as a standalone trilogy and then the rest is just like if you really want to get into it and so i really want to get into it so i've started back in a uh, book four so that's cool nice are you reading anything fun um I
1: read two whole books nice. over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um uh what did I read? I read I don't remember the authors names of either one of these, so you're just going to have to google the titles. I'm sorry. Um I read a book called Half a Soul. Okay. That was a it, it was Manor Punk. It oh. was, um, like, Regency England with magic. Uh-huh. And there is also a romance, so, like, it was, you know, written for me. I was going to
0: say, it sounds like a <laughs> the kind of thing you might enjoy. <laughs> yes. Um, and then
1: the other book that I read was called The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches. <gasps> okay. and. It was delightful. Aww. It was like warm and cozy. And it also had magic, but like more witchy yeah. <laughs> magic. And um it was like uh contemporary. Um and also had romance. So Well good. Yeah. Two lovely books. Good. Highly recommend. Go read them.
0: Go read them right <laughs> now. And also look up the author. <laughs>
1: yeah. Cause I don't remember the author's On name your own for, time. for either for either one of them, so <laughs> so you gotta Google it. Do it now. No. Do Pause it. Pause the episode. Okay. Anyway, that's what we're. That's what, and that's what we're reading right now. Aww.
0: Um. Can I share <laughs> that I love a table of contents episode?
1: Yes. Please do. I love a table that. of
0: contents episode. <laughs>
1: You can say that again. Um, so...
0: <laughs> there, I said it.
1: I missed it. Um... <laughs> missed opportunity. Yes,
0: table of contents. The contents might, have been set at say. the table with care. They have. And they're here. <gasps> Are you listening to Christmas music yet? You know, I haven't started, but maybe I should start. Ooh, have you... Yes, you should. Is the tree... Oh, no, probably not, because... No, no, that makes sense. No,
1: my apartment is all like, yeah. How could you? Right yeah.
0: now, so. mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I could decorate the boxes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you could put the boxes no. in tree formation. <laughs> yes. All right, boxes. Now let's get in formation.
1: Oh yes, mm-hmm. love
0: that. Love a Beyonce to reference. A Beyonce. Anyway,
1: <laughs> to quote a Beyonce. Um, yes. So, Table of Contents episode. Yeah. Um, is what this is. (laughs) It's
0: what it is right now.
1: Um, yes. And the, the, the thing that we have contents about (laughs) (laughs) is the, the long title. The woman.
0: The woman in the house. In the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yes. You just have to remember house before window because you need to build a house before yes. you can have a window. Cause the woman is in the house, but the girl is in the window yes. and
1: they're across the street from each other. Yes. So that could have been the title. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so this, in case you do not know, I guess we should give a little background just in yeah, case. Sure. Um, so this is a Netflix, technically a mini series, sure. although the door has been left open for a second season. Uh-huh. Um, at least narratively. I don't know if if creatively okay. they're planning on it. But anyway. Um yes, yeah, so Netflix um original mini series starring Kristen Bell, who gives a comedically genius performance. Oh so good. I love her. Um, She just always (laughs)
0: hits the line between comedy and truth in such a a great way. Yeah.
1: So good. And in this series, she plays a woman who you like slowly find out um, is grieving a couple of losses. Um, but this, but this is framed as a parody, sure. right? So we're kind of laughing through <laughs> this. Right. Um, and yeah, so it's a parody of like domestic thrillers, yeah. right? Or domestic suspense, both novels and like film, yeah. um, film slash TV, um, in, in the, in the vein of like. Gone Girl, or yes. the girl on the train, or the woman in the window—like anything that has the word "girl" or "woman" in the title, or sometimes "lady."
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or sometimes "lady," or
1: like "wife." Right. Um, uh-huh. The word "wife" is used a lot in these in these kind of uh, titles. So, and that's actually something I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into, um, like why those words are used in these kind of yeah. titles all the time um, in a later, you know, later on in our discussion. But, um, so this is a parody of those types of stories. Yeah. And it is brilliant. Yeah. And I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, do we, do we need to say anything more about that? First experience, maybe? Um, I don't
0: know. Yeah, I would just probably mention that I watched it all, I think, in a day, two days. Nice. Something. I was just <laughs> like, you had texted our group chat and you had said, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. anyone watching this? <laughs> and I said, oh, not yet, but it's on my list, which is usually my response because you're uh, generally... Uh, your picks are pretty superb so I'm pretty much always gonna yeah gonna follow around a suggestion but um (laughs) I want and then I I proceed I thought that night I think it was like 10 or 11 and I thought oh I'll just watch like one and then I watched like if not the whole thing (laughs) I like watched most of it and then continued the next day like it was I just couldn't I couldn't put it down um I really, Mm -hmm. I loved the pacing of it. I loved the equal kind of disbursement of, like, poignant satire and also, like, just silly, campy, like, the whole Mm -hmm. ending is just off the rails. I, like, (laughs) it is exactly my kind of a thing. I It's exactly what I want from a thing. You also, like talk about topics in mental health and stuff like that and kind of satirize or parody or just discuss how those topics are explored in some media. And that's something I'm going to talk about later as well. Mm -hmm. But it's just exactly the kind of thing I would want.
1: Yeah. And it's like it's so it's like such a perfect parody of this genre Uh but at the same time and i think like this is this is true of like all truly effective parodies that like to be an effective parody it has to really lean into the tropes of the genre that it's parodying sure. and so in the process it's also like a genuine example of that genre sure. right like and i think that it skirts that line perfectly. Absolutely. Because like you're watching it and and yes like you're laughing at all of the gags you're laughing at all of the like highlighting the kind of like even like lampshading kind of like the the kind of obvious tropes in this genre but at the same time you're caught up in the story Totally, like it genuinely holds you in suspense. Yeah. So like it's just masterful. It really is. It's I love it yeah (laughs) yeah um so (laughs) so what is one of the topics that you are excited to talk about so
0: one of them that I'm excited so uh as we kind of usually do I have a few that are more serious and I have a few that are more fun and I'll start with the fun one Mm -hmm. I really want to look at kind of the history of really early black and white thriller And how that's now being used for comedy In spaces like the mm. Mystery Science Theater um, And a few different things like that And so I really wanted to look at I've, I've watched a few very, very early black and white thrillers And I've kind of pointed out what was like Trying to be scary And which kind of now just seems campy Or fun or mm-hmm. ridiculous There's one specifically called The Devil Bat, which is just a hoot and a holler. (laughs) And um, I'm very excited about that. And just like how some of the plot points or some of the like thrilling pieces of the plots of some of these older thrillers are just absurd today. The way that they're Mm. written and the way that kind of storylines went back then. And Mm -hmm. so I had a lot of fun researching and watching those. Yeah, nice. What about you? What are you? And I,
1: I noticed here that you have a link to the same BuzzFeed article that I read. Uh (laughs) That has like um, it's like eleven movies that are parodied by this show. Um, Yeah, so I want to specifically talk about this show as a parody awesome and how how parody um can be used as commentary and kind of um like there's kind of like some overlap between like parody versus satire like they can kind of like coexist in the same work but they're not the same thing but but I do want to explore a little bit how this how this show like might veer into satire a little bit in some places, especially through it's like how it, the parody has been used, like to comment on like this particular genre and also just to comment on like broader, like social topics. Right. So like, like the thing that I mentioned about how like so many of these, of the stories in this genre have woman in the uh-huh. title or they have girl in the title or they have wife in the title and like w- the sort of like the, the tropes and like the, almost the, the stereotypes and the cliches that have started to repeat in, in stories, like in popular stories in this genre. I love um, that. yeah. Um, and especially just, like, exploring parody as, as like, a valid art form, yeah. right? Like, I think that we often take parody almost for granted yeah. as just, like, oh, parody is just, like, a silly thing. Like, it's just for fun. It's just making fun of something. But parody can actually bring so much clarity. Yeah. Hey that rhymes, hey. <laughs> parody and clarity. Can bring clarity to how we view a genre or how we view, you know, a particular story that, you know, like if if a parody is of like one particular story, like it can bring like shed so much light on how we view this story or this genre and why. Absolutely. So I think that'll be really really interesting to explore
0: I'm so excited to hear what you find out because I feel like parody is so hard to do well it like it takes yes it's sometimes people mistake it for being easy I think and it's really not Mm -hmm. it's really difficult to do it meaningfully and I I'm so excited to hear more about it yeah
1: Like how Weird Al does a song parody. Versus how Michael Scott does a song parody. They're not, they're not equally like relevant. No,
0: absolutely.
1: (laughs) Oh, there's another thing I want to watch. The Weird Al movie. Oh, with with Harry Potter.
0: With Harry Potter, (laughs) yeah. In the titular role of Weird Al.
1: In the titular role. Yeah, I do want to watch that. That
0: made me fall so hard in love with Daniel Radcliffe. Just his... his
1: <laughs> he's such a weirdo. He's such a little like, weirdo. Like, he got his Harry Potter money, and now he's just doing yeah, whatever doing the heck whatever he wants.
0: whatever he like, wants to chainsaw Love man.
1: it. What? <laughs> love that for I'm him. I'm obsessed
0: with him and his choices. <laughs>
1: I feel like Elijah Wood is kind of doing the same thing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like he got his he got his Lord of the Rings money. They're like you know? F it,
0: man. <laughs> <He's>,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually Robert Pattinson is kind of doing that True. too. He got his Twilight money, but then he also played the Batman, which I'm sure. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yes.
0: <laughs> um what's another topic you you're, you're going to talk about? Well, kind of in the same like In the same universe of some of the things you just mentioned about, like, how women, the cliches that women fall under in parody, Mm. I wanted to take a look at the role of the woman in the classic psychological thriller. I have three different ones specifically in mind. Um, and I might expand it to a few more, but I was specifically looking at Kathy Bates in Misery, um, <sighs> Shelley Duvall in uh, The Shining, and then, um, oh gosh, Tippi, I'm forgetting your last name. Hedren, Tippi Hedren. Tippy Hedren in The Birds. And just oh. how, we, how we talk about the role of the woman um, within those movies. Um, it's pretty mm-hmm. fascinating to me. Also... I'm going to talk about Misery for the rest of my life because it's one of my favorite movies, but, um. I've never seen it. I'm obsessed with it. Um. I. Yeah.
1: am like, I'm, like, a little, like, like, scared.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Definitely fair. It's definitely a product of its time. Um. Yeah. But. I watch it for Kathy Bates's performance. Um sure. I think she's phenomenal. But, yeah, I really wanted to look at where we place women in those films. Um, and I guess it's really turned into kind of a look at how Stephen King looks at women, although he only did two out of yeah. the three. But, like, Stephen King's a big piece of the thriller genre. So I just, um, yeah, I was really looking at kind of – How these women are portrayed in these classic elements of thriller, um, Mm. and having a good time with it. Um, Yeah, and then like having a great time. I mean, obviously, (laughs) I had to talk about Hitchcock somewhere. So, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah,
1: obviously, yeah. It's just I think yeah. There's there's gonna be a through light of Hitchcock.
0: Yes, Hitchcock and Scully.
1: No, just Hitchcock.
0: Yes. What about you? What else are you excited about?
1: <laughs> well, kind of in a similar vein of like looking at sort of the history of thriller and as a genre and how it's developed. Oh yeah. Um I keep coming back to this article that was written by Silvia Morano Garcia, which I think I talked about this article in our gothic fiction uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so Silvia Moreno-Garcia is the author of several incredible books. Um, I think most relevant to this discussion would be her novel Mexican Gothic, which is amazing. Um, one of my favorite reads of the past couple years. Um, so she, but she wrote this article, I think around this, around the same time that Mexican Gothic came out, um, kind of like. Sort of about her inspirations for Mexican Gothic, but also tracing this through line from, like, classic Gothic fiction to mid-century Gothic romance to what we now would think of as, like, the domestic thriller or domestic suspense books like The Girl on the Train or... You know, the things that the woman in the house is parodying, like that's the um, that's the genre. And so she draws like these really cool um, kind of insights out of that development and that through line that we see how like this genre throughout its history has been particularly concerned with women and their relationship with the home and domesticity. And it's, yeah, I don't want to (laughs) like, I don't want to like say too much about it right now. Um, because I want you to like listen to that episode, (laughs) but it's so fascinating. It's one of my favorite like things ever. (laughs) Um, and I will also, um, something that we didn't really bring up in our gothic fiction episode that i do want to explore a little bit more is like current iterations of the gothic romance (gasps) that we can kind of see the same dna as a domestic thriller like the invitation (gasps) that just that just came out you know a couple months ago that we absolutely loved loved. yeah um so good Um, and, and then also, you know, like Crimson Peak is a really great example of, of that type of story, um, where, you know, the home becomes a place of terror and danger rather than a place of like domesticity and comfort. Um, yeah. So, and also like (laughs) when I was like writing, um, like, you know, typing out like some initial thoughts for this for this topic, um, I put the domestic thriller and the gothic romance, or how this show is basically the modern equivalent of Northanger Abbey, because of course, yes, Northanger Abbey is a parody of gothic romance, sure, and the woman in the house is a parody of the domestic thriller. So, yeah, yeah, just- <laughs> so you know, just gotta bring Jane Austen into I mean, it,
0: obviously, somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. The literature, the literature. I also, I love how we've been writing with each other for so long that our pieces just kind of—they're just
1: flowing like, into flow each into other. Into each other. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I
0: also, I did want to. I know we we kind of shortened the series this month, but I think peppered into a maybe the first or second episode. I did want to also talk about. What we talk about when we talk about depression and how mm-hmm. we show it in media, because um, I think that's sure. really rampant here Um, and with <laughs> the stigma that surrounds it. So that'll that'll be coming yeah. at you as well.
1: Coming at you. Coming ya. at you. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, because, yeah, there's a lot like it's definitely like. Because it is a parody, we're kind of like laughing along with those elements. And I don't, so I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't ever feel like it's making fun of depression or making fun of grief. No. It's sort of like
0: laughing through that you know right i thought a lot obviously of course i did but i thought a lot about this and i for me it's in uh i just obviously just want to call her eleanor after
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh no i want to rewatch the good right
0: um i i think for me the distinction there is Kristen bell's performance Mm. i think she like there's a moment there's an early moment where she's uh talking to one of the mothers who's being kind of awful and there's just there's just a vulnerability to her performance that feels like she's actually exploring what it is to experience depression instead of making mm. that a like a, a shallow portrayal I think that's what makes the distinction for me there Like there's some sort of a truth in how she's telling the story of someone who's depressed. And yes, they're in a satire and a parody situation, but her portrayal and her kind of understanding of that experience feels really true to me. So I think Mm -hmm. that I feel seen by her performance is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Okay.
1: I think like one of the most like, visceral moments of that is, like, I think it's in the very first episode where she's, like, taking the wine cork out of the bottle, Uh and then it pans over to the counter, and there's this gigantic bowl full of wine Uh corks that you're just,
0: like, oh Oh, my god.
1: (laughs) And it's, like, comically large. But, like, I think that's such a perfect moment that, like, yes, like, obviously she's not in a healthy place, but we can, you know, like, I, I feel like, uh, like people who, who do have depression, like they often, you know, who have like that kind of deep depression, they often like show their, they, they like manifest outwardly this very like kind of funny like self-deprecating yeah. kind of humor, yeah. right? So I felt like that just fits so totally. perfectly.
0: Yeah, I think I yeah. think so too and like Yeah, like I I don't need to get too personal, but in my own personal experiences mm. like those moments where you almost see your depressed mind as an additional character and sometimes mm, you're sure. like, yeah, this guy's <laughs> showing up again. Here we go. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a way to handle it and i think yeah she shows that side of dealing with oh what's my brain going to do today <laughs> you know mm. in kind of a nice way but mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah uh so we got i re- yeah feel like i need to rewatch the whole show again I know. Like...
0: <laughs> It's really good.
1: I rewatched it like not too long ago because I knew we were going to be talking about this. But now I feel like I need to watch it again. It's real good. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. It'll make you want a chicken casserole. I mean, always do I want a chicken casserole <laughs> or a chicken cacciatore. or a chicken, a chicken parm? Cacciatore. Now I'm just naming things with Ooh, chicken in chicken them. Parm. Or chicken or fried chicken. Mm. Or I think I... Chicken a la king. Chicken a Maybe I'm just hungry. Chicken Kiev. Chicken uh, <laughs> Chicken yoza. Um. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Um, there's also... I don't know if
1: you... So I think we've talked about this before. I love Kristen Bell. I do not like her husband. No. But I... <laughs> but I listened to the... To um, an episode of um, Armchair Expert, yeah. his podcast... That she was on because they were talking about this show. Interesting, um, and so I would recommend listening to that. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I've,
1: just for some interesting insights,
0: I've listened to a few of his um, things just because I really liked the person he was interviewing. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, I think it's a case. For me, it, it almost feels like a case study in how to be, like, a bad interviewer or how to ask, like, some, <laughs> like, really weird bad questions. <laughs> like, there have been some episodes where, like, he's asked a really, like, offensive question and watching how the person bounced back from it was really masterful. Mm-hmm. Like, there was an episode, he did one with Michael Shore and where Dax Shepard pretty much said, like, people are being so weird about comedy like is nothing ever gonna he basically said the whole Uh, is nothing ever gonna is nothing allowed to be funny people can't take a joke anymore and michael sure without missing a beat just said if those things were offending people maybe they were never funny and maybe that's not what comedy should have ever been nice and i was like mike drop (laughs) that is mike Drop. Michael Shore, Shore just did a Michael drop. <laughs> Michael Shore drop, um, but yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah,
1: that's so true. It's interesting yeah. to
0: hear that uh, statement. It's it's always mm-hmm. just a wow, wow, wow. Okay, um, uh-huh. so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, yeah, that's what's coming up. That's what listeners that's what's coming up next on
1: pop dna pop dna well, we ne- we never said the title of our podcast in this we're pop dna hello hi
0: hi we're pop dna <laughs> if you sat with us for 40 minutes then i hope you knew that otherwise
1: this is wonderful yeah. yeah um well does our producer have anything to producer
0: add producer nicole do you have anything to add she says no
1: <laughs> okay all right, how's the book? How's the book? It's good, okay <laughs>
0: cool, cool, cool.
1: What book is it? It's
0: oh, people from my neighborhood um, oh, the
1: one that was in the instagram post. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, the one from Nicole's yeah. Instagram post, yeah, 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 okay, cool, well, thanks, friends, yeah um
1: thank you for joining us for
0: this very chaotic episode we here at pop dna (laughs) pride ourselves in our conclusions and endings to our episodes indeed um indubitably this is no
1: different so join us us. throughout the the month throughout
0: of november we're already one third of the way through somehow
1: oh (laughs) (laughs) don't say that don't tell. Them. Santa's on his <laughs> way, you guys,
0: get with it. <laughs>
1: you know, I was just thinking last November we talked about Knives Out, which this is like kind of a similar like genre. It's interesting. Um yeah, anyway. Yeah. Oh, there's a new Knives Out movie coming. I know. Okay. So, yes, we're going to see that. We're going to watch that movie and I'm going to rewatch the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. And we're going to have fun. We're going to have a good time.
0: Okay. Everybody stay warm. Everybody, please stay warm. Please be nice to a human today if you haven't yet. Yes. Go ahead. At least one. At least at least one. Yeah. Even if that human and is yourself. And
1: yeah. Even if that human is you.
0: Yeah. But And if you are not a
1: human, then... Hello, nice to it's meet nice
0: you. Nice
1: to meet you. To all of our, if you were, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Um. Well, we'll see you later, friends. Bye, everyone. Bye.